one. Welcome out to episode 144 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. Dude, I'm freaking I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Oh, work has been crazy and everything else. There's so this episode uh, about a month or so ago, I did part one of Into the Massiverse, where I just went over some of the characters. Today, in this episode, it's part two. I'm going to be going into Radiant Black, the story, the first two volumes. Uh, of the trades, uh, just to, I'm going to go like in kind of like a pseudo chronological order of everything that's happening. Uh, I will get into that, but first I have to do the usual, which is going over new comics. Cause it's been a while. So I actually went into my local comic book shop, uh, and picked up all my pulls cause I have a pull list. So they save them for me and I haven't, I haven't had time. I haven't gone in like a month and, you know, they always like, oh, you're here to get your comics finally. I'm like, yep. And they have, like, it, I love my my LCS, like, so much. They're great there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to be going over comics, some games. A lot of games have been coming out, been, you know, in my free time. That's, like, what I've been doing to kind of, like, decompress lately because things have been really hectic. And I almost contemplated not doing a... Uh, episode this week because I took the weekend off for Easter so there was no episode that weekend but I was like no I gotta gotta get I gotta get an episode out and I've been wanting to because in my Google Docs as I've been reading Radiant Black I mean I've been pulling it since it started since issue one so I was like you know what I, I started like doing more notes rereading the trades to make this a more informative well, my opinion's going to be definitely interjected into this, but very informative of the Massive Verse, especially with Massive Verse 2 coming out in next month, I believe. And hold on, that kitten's like attacking my tripod. All right, sorry about that. Let me tell you, the feud my kitten has with my camera setup is ridiculous. She will, like, she just wants to attack the shit out of it all the time. And I'm like, she's cute, but it's unnecessary. But at the same time, it's a kitten. She's only like, I think she's only like eight months old now. And it's time is flying. Can't believe like, you know, we've had her for that long. But like I was saying, I wanted, I took a lot more notes. I reread because I've been reading currently what's going on, but I had to go back and let me read those first two volumes. So I have a timeline specifically to talk about what happens uh, at some point. I think, uh, the next one I'm going to do is not going to be volume three. I think actually I'm going to jump into Rogue Sun. And after that, I'll probably jump into Inferno Girl Red or Radiant Pink. Because I know that run is one issue away from being done. So my goal is honestly by the end of May, I should have enough done from a podcast standpoint in these videos if you're watching going over uh the massive verse to the point where basically we're 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 getting caught up currently because like I wanted to wait until the trades came out because it was easier to talk about them from a volume standpoint and then after that I can go into issues as they're coming out because yeah <laughs> but uh I want to start off first collectibles uh if you follow me on social media I really wanted the Dungeons and Dragons classic like cartoon series figures from Hasbro, but they were expensive. Let's face it, twenty four dollars, well twenty five ten, like so, like twenty four ninety nine for a figure is a lot. Um, and then also the bigger set 
was 50 and i was like man i can't there's three individual figures plus that like i'm looking at 125 dollars minimum and that's not including like taxes and i was like i can't but target started clearancing them and i picked up a few of them i got diana and then i also got hank could not find Bobby. Bobby was not there, so I'm going to have to hunt down Bobby. But getting these two for the collection, uh, I'm so happy. And then, so they were, they're going to fall over. So they were clearance down to $14. I was like, can't say no. But the best was Venger and the Dungeon Master was clearance down to $24. Yeah. Like, ugh. And I didn't realize it, but the box is slightly damaged, but I don't care because I'm actually taking these out of the box. I'm going to be putting them on display when I put up more shelves. Uh, but yeah, this getting these like made me really happy because I wanted them so much and I was so annoyed at the price point. And I was like, man, Hasbro, you're doing me dirty. But for some odd reason, Target has been clearancing so much Hasbro stuff lately. Like, I I did a whole spiel, a whole video. I'm done with the Lightning Collection. Sold 99% of my collection except for two figures. The Dragon Shield, Zack Black Ranger, and then the two-pack with Jason, with the Gold Zeo, and the Mighty Morphin Red. Like, those are the only two I actually still have. Um, and I was like... No, I mean I don't I don't count the Dragon Evo because that was like that's in the box. Like that was that was cool. That that I lean more towards that's my com in my comic book collection because it's MMPR comic related. But I was like, yeah, that's all I had. And I then I found, you know, they had the in space silver and they had oh I always forget his name. The one from Turbo. And I was like, you know what? Those were supposed to be like $33. And they were clearance down to $10. So I was like, let me pick those up. Even though I don't want to support the Lightning Collection due to quality control issues. But I was like, you know what? For $10, I might as well. So that's really it for collectibles. I haven't really... I got a lot of stuff on the way from Japan. I just got to wait for those to all be delivered next week. Uh, a lot of Toku stuff. Because that's, you know... Mainly, my main collecting is Toku stuff. Uh, as you can see, a Batman 30th anniversary animated series statue right there. But no, no, mostly Toku stuff and anime stuff. But yeah, uh, video games, man. Oh my god. So I just now I, I'm late to the party. Okay, I'm always late to the party. Let's be real here. I finally started playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on the PS5 because a new one's coming out, and I tried playing it when it was on. Uh, game pass through ea play and i was just but that was a while ago and i was like ah, i'm not really in the mood and then i was like well i got this ps5 i'm playing a few games here let me let me put some hours into the console i can't let it sit there and just get dusty so <laughs> i bought the game on that i started playing it i'm loving it so much it looks amazing i don't know if it's because we got that new tv that new tv is like pretty nice not gonna lie we got the big like samsung freaking 4k crystal whatever bullshit and i was like all right this game looks amazing on it um but it's poor timing on my choice because the Mega Man battle network legacy collection came out and of course i had to pick up that and on top of that from japan the shin Kamen Rider sd rumble released which is a little side-scrolling Kamen Rider like beat him up 
uh, Fresh Commoner, which is also coming to theaters in May on May 31st, which is awesome. Cannot wait. But it's just kind of uh, interesting because I ordered it and then, ooh, sorry, microphone. And then I found out we're getting an English release version in May as well. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm probably going to get the English version as well because I do collect not just Kamen Rider video games, but Toku video games in general, dating all the way back to the Famicom. I have a lot of them. I just collect them. It's my thing because um, they're not really that expensive to find. And I was like, oh, man, if I can, I'll get a almost complete Toku video game collection. Why not? So... Yeah, that's really for games, but like very time consuming. I mean, Mega Man Battle Network collection has 10 freaking games in it. So you're probably on the podcast where I talk about video games I've been playing. That's probably what most of the time I'm going to be talking about is, oh, yeah, I'm still playing Mega Man Battle Network. Like I booted up last night. My wife's just like, so uh, just go play Mega Man. Like, yep. I'm relaxing. I'm I'm not going to work on any video content. I'm not going to take like I needed two days when I wasn't working to just like not make content. Yes, I did the Oshinoko, uh, Yasobi idol, uh, music video reaction, which by the way, thank you to everyone who checked it out, but I haven't really actually made any content. I'm actually going to be delaying some of my normal stuff, like the common editor geats review and the King Osher reviews, just cause I need a couple days just to like chill recharge the batteries you know people are bringing up too like i sound like tired and just exhausted in a lot of my my videos recently and it's like it's true like you know a lot of people don't talk about like content creating and getting burnt out like especially because this isn't my job okay i have my full-time job this is like my hobbies, something I do for fun, something I enjoy doing and I want to do. And it does get time consuming, you know, like if I'm putting in 40 plus hours a week, then you figure, okay, reviewing stuff, you know, you got to watch the show. I'm watching it regardless. So, you know, I'll watch it. Then I got to go through and, you know, take my notes after I watch it. Cause I don't script anything out. Then after that, I have to go through and record the review. I want to go to edit. I got to pull clips from the show, make sure I don't get any claims or strikes for that. Then, you know, doing toy stuff. I mean, I get the toys anyway, so it's like, that's not bad. The, anything I do that's like toy related is so easy. It comes easy to me because it's like, hey, these are like, these are things I know. These are things I'm passionate about. And but when it comes to like shows, you got to watch them and this and that. Um, you know, the podcast is another thing that's fine. This is like this. I don't find difficult, honestly, doing the podcast. The podcast to me is easy because I've done podcasting for so long that it's not something that is like taking so much of my energy or my time, really, you know, but on top of it, um, for those of you who don't know, the merch line dropped you know, and I'm appreciative of everyone who's placing orders and all the support I've been getting. Like, it's insane. And because I do do the merch through Fourth Wall, um, anytime someone plays or I can actually send them personalized thank you videos, which I've been doing. And I actually have some more I have to do because I got some more sales last night. And I was like, okay, more thank yous. I was like, but I really like that because it's more personal. It's not so thank you for the money. Go. You know, it's, I get to, you know, you get to 
directly thank these people like who are supporting you and you know at first it was like my friends that were buying merch and now I'm, I'm seeing names and this and that for people i don't know like strangers that's the, the the thing that blows my mind is strangers on the internet who i don't follow don't follow me don't interact like are like oh that's some good merch let me get that and i'm like damn y'all making me feel a certain way right now um and also on top of everything else, I'm like my wife is sick so you know i'm trying to you know be a good husband uh I'm trying not to get sick, even though I feel like I am getting sick, because the weather in San Diego has been crazy. We had all that rain, then it was hot, then it's cloudy and overcast, then it's hot again, then it's, like, cooling off, and, like, anyone knows, I have the worst freaking allergies in the world, and when I lived in Connecticut, it was seasonal, but in San Diego, it's all year round, apparently, and I'm just like, damn, this is not fun, um... It's a lot, like, and I'm sorry to venting, like, honestly, there's just, you'd be surprised how few people I talk to, honestly, like, not from, like, a friend's standpoint, just in general, so it's, like, a lot of time, you know, I'm just sitting home, you know, my, if my wife's at work, I'm by myself with the cats, just, you know, reading comics, typing away on stuff, working on stuff, and, you know, it's... A lot of stuff, like, boils up and festers, and I hate getting like that, because I'm like, I'm not angry about anything, I'm not in a bad mood, I'm just tired, like, I've had a constant, like, headache for, like, five days, but that's really, that's it for my spiel, um, also, uh, I, apparently, because I keep track of it, I have been done with cigarettes, for over a year now and I'm really proud of that because that was one of the toughest vices for me to ever quit like I've always had inconsistency when it comes to quitting smoking this has been actually really good and I'm really happy about that so let's get into comics so I had a backlog and when I say backlog it's crazy so I got my um because they were holding it for me I got my connecting variants for TMNT Power Rangers uh, number one. That's uh, very exciting because I like the connected variants. And then from Boom, I got the Book of Slaughter, which is set in, you know, the House of Slaughter, which is also in the Something is Killing the Children's Universe. Uh, this isn't like a story story. It's kind of like almost like not like, like almost like an encyclopedia for like everything going on in the world. Also, those aren't boarding bags because I was boarding and bagging everything and I ran out of boards. Um, so I gotta go buy some more, and I gotta get some more of the resealable bags, because I switched over to resealable bags a few months ago, and I'm so glad I did, because I was getting tired of boarding and bagging everything, and then having to put a little tape on them, this and that, it was obnoxious. Um, so let's jump in. One of my favorite, because I love everything IDW is doing right now with their Godzilla stuff, I got this one shot called The Best of King Ghidorah. Look at that cover. That's a nice cover, and I love King Ghidorah. I love, actually, I just love everything Godzilla, big meaty kaiju related. Then I got a bunch of Radiant Blacks, because uh, I didn't have it picked up. Like I said, I haven't gotten like a, almost a month and a half. So I got issue 23. This is the cover I picked out, because they give me the variant options. And I was like, no, nah, I love this. I love the color. I love when they do like the blues and the whites on there. And then I also got issue 23. So, some of these might be, like, ones I talked about last time, because, like, I had all my comics from last time I picked them all up all together, and I had, um, 
I didn't get to board and bag them. So I board and bagged like two month, two and a half months worth of comics. So I'm trying to figure out which ones are the newer ones that I just picked up. And then I got Rogue Sun number 11. I mean, it's only, it's only right that we talk. Uh, can we talk about this cover and also how great Ryan Parrott is with writing this freaking comic? Jesus, it's good. Um, and then I got some more Radiant Pinks. I got issue four. Love that color. Or uh, that cover. And then issue three. So I'm in the wrong order. Uh, so I believe there's only one more issue and Radiant Pink is done. Then I got issue six for the Dead Lucky. All right. Can we just talk about Melissa Flores is killing it in comics right now? Like, literally. Power Rangers, great. The Dead Lucky, great. I'm like, damn. Like, can... Does she write bad comics? Like, I don't want her to write bad comics, but I'm just saying, like, so far, the track record in the history shows, because I pull a lot of comics, especially in this genre type, Bliss Flores is killing it. Um, also, because these are out of order, I got volumes three and four of TMNT Power Rangers. I already got two last time. Um, the, you know, but one, those were just the variants. Next up, I got more variants for Kamen Rider Zero One, issue number three. Uh, the reason why I'm not doing any videos on this is I'm waiting until it's done, which I believe is with issue four. Then I'm going to do a whole thing going over it and my thoughts, my feelings on it, because I have those towards it. And yeah, it's a thing. Next up, Jeff Lumiere is amazing. And I have Little Monsters number 12. And I love the artwork on this cover. I love all the art. Like, I just... Okay, listen. I know I don't pull a lot of mainstream comic series runs anymore. Like, I mean, once Miles Morales ended and they were restarting it over, I made the executive decision. I'm only going to trade. I'm going to trade weight. 90% of DC, trade weighting. Okay? So, that's why you're going to see a lot of indie stuff. There's a lot of image in here. A lot of IDW. There is going to be some Dark Horse. I, I know there's not, there's like, there's, and boom, there is no, like, I'm not pulling anything Marvel or DC right now, and it's, I mean, it's been a while since I've kind of cut those two, like, publishers out of there, and it's not about the quality, it's just, from a money standpoint and financially, I prefer trade waiting, I don't have that urge for some of the runs that have been going on for the characters to be like, oh, I can't wait month to month to read this. It, that I haven't felt that way in a while with a lot of their stuff. And it's not a bad thing. I'm just trade waiting. And I do like the idea of getting to just sit down and like reading a trade. And getting the whole story. Because sometimes the cliffhangers is that get a little obnoxious. So I just trade wait. And that's it's nothing against Marvel or DC. I know a lot of people spin this narrative that they're failing. They're losing money. You know, they're on life support. That's not the case. Okay. It's not. You just don't know how sales work, like, and how the comic book industry works. Like, I'm just just throwing it out there. Sorry, no shade, but that's literally what the issue is. Um, my thing is, uh, just a lot of these other ones I like to collect. I like to read them, like things like Power Rangers, TMNT, uh, you know, anything from the Massive Verse, Little Nightmares, House of Slaughter, something is killing the children. Those I buy the trades. I also buy the issues that I read them. And I tried to cut back on uh, getting all the cover, especially for Power Rangers. 
uh, mainly TMNT. I only got so many covers because I was like, you know what? These covers are so good. I can't like not get them. And there's some other variants for there that are in my box that I definitely realized I just picked up, but I don't feel like digging through the box while I'm recording. Um, Dark Horse. Stranger Things, they started another run. I love how Dark Horse does these like four issue runs for Stranger Things. And this time it's issue one of Tales from Hawkins. I like, the, I picked that cover. I like that cover a lot. Um, I've been, my wife is always like, oh my God, they got to do Stranger Things comics. And I get them, right? I get them. I think, and she read like one, one issue, not one run, just one issue. She's like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, okay, you're going to read the other one? She's like, not right now. And then it's been literally the whole entire history of, like, them not, like, ever reading them. And I want to put a pin in this really quick because I just got a delivery. And it's, um, I'm curious. All right, I didn't order anything online because all my stuff I have tracking for. This came from, dude, this has to be a burner. I've, this isn't. People want to know, I was in the tech industry for so long in communications. I know every company. I'm not going to say the name of what is on this label, but I can tell you right now, it's not. This has to be a burner account. Like, what the hell? No fucking way. How am I going to be in the middle of doing podcast? Dude, no shit. All right, so I just, you gotta be, no, all right, I don't know how to, like, tell you guys this, um, because I got it, like, I literally have just gotten from a burner account mailed to me a stack of Every issue cover for no one number one from the Massiverse. Like, okay, going over some new comics. What the fuck? Dude. This you're doing, Kyle Higgins? Did you do this? Because I I know I signed up for some massive the Massiverse influencer thing. I should probably check my emails. I really should, huh? Dude. No. All right, we're going over these covers. Ooh. All right. I like that cover a lot. Oof. The drop. What? Dude, you see? Like, damn. All right. All right, this is a sick cover. Like, I'm trying to, like... Ugh. Look at that. Look at these. Damn. Nah, I'm gonna keep my composure. Oh, we got oh we got virgin variants with nothing. Oh, bro. Oh nope, these are the ones. These are the cover. Yeah, this is for uh, cover E from Jim, Mafood. That's a good one. I love that. Oh, we got another one. Ooh, this is uh, Geraldo Bor Borgs and Marcelo Costa. I Marcelo Costa artwork is so good. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about it. I have it on my note, but look at oh, the Radiant Black cover. And 
one of the ones where you get like the blank cover that when you open it it has cover a like bro like Kyle Higgins if this is sir if this is your doings like like you got me in my emotions right now while I'm trying to record my podcast and like the irony that I'm actually doing a massive verse into the massive verse part two episode right now. Like I'm good. I'm, I'm not only am I shocked. I am now kind of need to put a tinfoil hat on because of the fact that it got delivered literally at the exact time that I am recording. Are you watching me? I need to get one of those like weird webcam covers now because, yeah, no, but, uh, dude, that is awesome. Holy shit. Thank you, Kyle Higgins and everyone at Image and everyone working on the Massiverse. Um, now I got to make sure this is, this looks even better and I sound even more or less like an idiot when I talk about volume one and two of Radiant Black now. Now I got all this extra pressure on me and... All right. Uh, um, dude, that threw me off. I don't. Wow. Yeah. All right. I need a moment. I need a moment. I got to like get my composure back because like shit. Oh, my God. Like. All right, I'm back. Um. So I checked my email. <laughs> I'm gonna try and like I'm playing it, I'm downplaying it right now because like and I'll explain after I say what I got in my email. Um it was an email from Kyle Higgins. Uh and I will always keep full transparency of anything. I was accepted into the Massiverse influencer program. So this was a a gift from them. Uh, I'm trying to keep it together because I can count on one hand, one hand and not using all fingers the amount of times I've gotten like into any opportunity like this because a lot of this stuff is an analytics game. Oh, you don't have 5,000 subscribers or even a thousand followers. Yeah, no, sorry. But when you, something like this happened, like, it's like, okay, this Something like this means a lot to me, actually. And I could sit here and say, thank you, Image Comics. Thank you, Kyle Higgins. Thank you, everyone who is a part of the Massiverse, whether it's Melissa Flores. Uh, I always forget the first name because the last name's on all the comics. Uh, Chen. I could think, you know, Kyle, everyone. And, like, thank yous. You know, all I could say is, I love Massiverse, and I'm going to be covering the fuck out of it. And I still got to put my poster up. So uh, if you see more Massiverse stuff showing up, listen, I already had all that planned, okay? I swear, I still have the Power Morphicon Massiverse poster. The reason why it's not up on the wall is because I need Melissa Flores and Matt Groom to sign them still. And until I get them to sign it, I'm not going to frame it. I have it in my my uh, poster tube. Uh, so, Wow. That actually, this went sideways for the podcast. I wasn't even planning on any, like, I should, wow. Like, also, kudos on using a burner company. That is 
genius. Because I'm sitting here looking at the name. I'm like, I didn't order anything. And looking at the name of the company, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to put that business out there. But I was like, but that's genius. Because I was like, I don't even know anyone from that region. Especially companies. I'm out of that side of the tech game. So I don't, I don't, I don't have any pull or connects out there in that it genius so genius i uh hats off to you kyle you've been marketing all this stuff so good like mm. so the good i have no segue for this what the hell do i do now seriously oh i know because it was image comics image so image I, uh out of order i got issue 10 of little monsters dude okay so can we talk about how great the contrasting colors are in Little Monsters? Have you read Little Monsters? Because you should. Because it's it's majority just white and black, and the reds are all, and sometimes yellow are always like the key colors that are like drawn out in the the pages, and like the covers are just so good, like so good. I actually love this so much, and I'm and I'm a big fan of Jeff Lemire. Okay, I get it. And I'm kind of a fanboy for the writing. But it's just good. It's just really good writing. And it's a really good story. And I don't even like vampires that much anymore. I really don't. I felt like vampires were kind of played out. But, like, Little Monsters is great. Because it's, like, post-apocalyptic with vampires. It's like, shit. That's a good combo. Why hasn't that really been done much? Uh, Back to IDW, though. Because I like my big meaty kaijus. I'm not wearing my big meaty kaiju shirt. I feel like I should when I talk about Godzilla comics. By the way, big meaty kaiju shirts available at onlyhensions.com. I won't sell out for companies. I'll sell out for my own merch, though. I'm just saying. Uh, but I got God, issue five of Godzilla, Monster and Protectors, All Hail the King. This looks so good. We got King Ghidorah on there. Got a Godzilla action in there. Uh, these comics, they're fun. They're fun comics. And that's, that's where I'm at with my comic book collecting right now is just, you know, Power Rangers, but like, you know, I'm getting comics that are just fun to read. All the Godzilla ones are great. Um, also, issue 105 and 106 of Power Rangers. I cannot wait to read these because we also have 107 dropping on Wednesday, the same day as once and always the 30th anniversary special for Power Rangers, which is also dropping on Netflix. So I'm like, shit. Alrighty then. Next up, because it's all out of order, I got actually issue 11 of Little Monsters. Uh, I'm still trying to like get my composure. I'm not going to lie. And then lastly, more IDW. This is a one-shot for Godzilla Rivals. It's Mothra versus Titanosaurus. Look at that cover. Look at Mothra. I love Mothra so much. And I love these IDW one-shots. Like, if you haven't checked out of the one, any of the one-shots for the Godzilla Rivals, like, they go over these iconic mashups from the, like, the Showa-era, like, feuds. They're, they're just really good retellings with a little bit of a spin on them. So it's not just like your re like a comic book version of the movie that uh, it, they're really good. They're actually they're very enjoyable. The artwork, the color style, everything else. It's like IDW. I don't I don't pull a lot of IDW. I think the main ones I usually just I think I'm just literally pulling Godzilla from them. Anything Godzilla. And it's really good. Like and I've actually used these Godzilla comics as a way to get some of my friends who don't read comics but love kaiju stuff to get into some comics. I'm like, yeah, you should check these out. Um, and IDW does a really great job of that. And 
I mean, outside of the Power Ranger Godzilla crossover, uh, no disrespect, but that I don't, I personally just, that didn't really do much for me. I mean, the artworks and some of the full page stuff, and that was great, but I, it was a crossover I didn't really like care for. Um, also, last two, these are little big boy ones. I got Inferno Girl Red 2 and 3, so this three issue run is done. I actually have the first issue right here that I read. So I'm going to be doing a special non... Actually, you know, I may just do the next Massiverse one based on Inferno Girl Red just because it's um, right there. There's three issues, and I have... Um, since a lot of the stuff is, like, very isolated to its own, like, lane, which I'll get into when I talk about the Massiverse stuff, uh, I'm pretty sure I could just do that as its own entity before I do Rogue Sun, or I could do both, uh, but yeah, okay, so, let's, let's not, like, dilly-dally anymore, um, let's actually get into the meat and potatoes, which is, it's the Massiverse Part 2, where I will be going over the first two volumes of Radiant Black, um, full transparency, I have every issue, I usually, re I buy the trades, um, I actually don't have the physical trades for volume two or three of Radiant Black. I have Radiant Black one. Volume one is a physical trade. I plan on buying it. I should have when it was on sale. But because of Comixology and Kindle, I have them on there with the Comixology Unlimited or Kindle Unlimited. I keep I keep getting Kindle Unlimited and Comixology like confused because it's like Comixology was a thing and then there's some issues with it. But like, yeah, so I use the whatever the Amazon Prime, like Kindle or Comixology Unlimited, whatever that is. That's what I read volume one and two and three on, even though I have physically volume one. But it's all the way on my trade um, paperback bookshelf, which is in the other room. Uh, this is my filming area, which I actually don't really I keep my more recent comic books here. And that's it. Um spoilers okay spoilers spoilers but i'm gonna try to not get too um too much into the too much of the dialogue and stuff like that i am gonna leave some stuff out but main plot points a lot of character profiles stuff like that i'm gonna be going in on Especially our two main characters, which, speaking of, our main character, Nathan, is in this book. And one of my favorite things about Radiant Black, and uh, at least from Radiant Black, the two main characters, which is Nathan and Marshall, uh, is the grounded nature in not only their characters, but the dialogue. It feels very much how I would talk to my friends. And I get... And, I could take my ring off. My ring is tapping on things. Uh, and also, I get these vibes where sometimes, and I am probably like 100% wrong, I get very like Kevin Smith style dialogue inspirations with some of the conversations, but not like more like the clerk stuff, like, you know, Randall and this, that. Like, I get those vibes and maybe a little bit of mall rats in there. Uh, oh, I got their names all mixed up because Randall's the one from mall rats. It's been a while, okay? But I get that vibes from, like, how they would interact from a friend's standpoint with each other, like, with Brody and everything else. So I get those kind of vibes with Marshall and Nathan, how they interact with each other, especially Marshall. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's very grounded characters. We have Nathan, our main character, who is moving home after basically being unsuccessful as a writer. 
the gist of it is he wrote some short stories. He got brought on to write a novel based on one of his short stories, and he's struggling with it, struggling financially. He moves home with his parents. He has $48 in his bank account, but the debt is over 38000 So now, you know, he moves back home and he's doing a ride share, which is like an Uber or a Lyft. And listen, as someone who's had to move back home across the country, like he moved from like, like the city to like back home. I moved back across the country. Like we all have our struggle. Like, and you know, by now it's good. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I get that. I relate to that, you know? And I remember when I moved back home, I was, you know, tail between my legs little wounded puppy licking my paw and just like with Nathan the friend Marshall shows up and he's just like oh you're you're back let's go let's go out to drinks let's go big writer and you know we find out he hasn't told his parents about his debt or anything like that and how it struggles and they, they you know they're a little tipsy they're leaving and they see this orb above a train area and train track like yard now obviously if you're going to find a orb that looks like a little black hole and you've been out drinking, I would assume I don't drink anymore. Um, you would assume you're going to touch it. I would. I mean, honestly, that's how you get powers. Like, I don't, I don't ever be like, I would have touched it. What if it's a black hole? It sucks you. And it's like, listen, if my years of being a nerd have taught me anything, you see a weird floating orb anywhere, you touch it. That's how you get powers. You don't avoid touching weird things that look alien. You always touch them. Every time. Unless it's sticky and it has like tentacles, you don't touch. No, we do not touch tentacles. We do not touch anything that's gooey, ooey, or sticky. Though Those are the bad things. Because that's usually something that'll eat your flesh or insert itself somewhere. So we avoid that stuff. 100%. And if it's green, don't touch green. I know from a traffic light, green means go. Anything glowing green, don't touch it. Don't touch green glowing stuff. Unless it's a ring, but you better know the oath. I mean, it's not like I like green lantern. Or, oh, you can't see my back by green lantern. Lantern, But yeah, the green lantern reference. Uh, So, like, he touches it. Now he, he turns into radiant black. No name yet, though. But, you know, he said there's like suit. He's like, what the hell's going on? There, and I love the humor between the two because... Nathan starts throwing up. Mind you, he's in a suit with a helmet, and the and the throw up is just coming out of the mouth area, and he's like, "Oh God!" Screaming, and even Marshall's just screaming, like, "How is this happening? I don't understand. You don't have a mouth." And I'm just like, "This is the like the humor between the two two is, you know, and, and like that's a cool friendship, the dynamic, and it does change a bit later on, which I'll get into for volume towards the end of volume two, but I just love their dynamic. In the humor, but then at the same time, Nathan is such a good character in like realistic, you know, he's, he has these powers, you know, he's even like doubting, you know, himself, like, why do I have these powers? What, like, you know, all this stuff, like, cause he says he screws everything up, you know, that self doubt, this and that. And we don't get a lot of comics where we do get the, the arcs where like they start to doubt themselves, but we don't really get this growth, like where a character usually gets powers where they're at their lowest fully, you know, usually it's like, oh, they got their powers then something happens that they're at their lowest. And I really like this. Um, and we don't, in volume one, we don't even, 
you know, we don't get time to digest Nathan's learning these new powers, this and that, because we already find out that there's another, a red version, you know, Radiant Red. And this person is in Chicago in the city robbing banks. And, you know, a lot of comics, I feel like, have a weird superficial dynamic between parents and, like, the son or the daughter who's the main character. This one seems very organic. Like, a conversation I'm pretty sure I've had before with a parent or an aunt or my grandfather. Or, you know, or I'm sure a lot of you have, too. Because, you know, he's eating breakfast. The dad is just constantly asking, hey, you looking for work? You know? And even then, you know, he'll be, he'll be like, hey, are you all right? You know, kind of like that. Hey, I hope you're, you know, and then even from the point where, like, you know, he brings up, oh, well, you know, the rideshare, hey, it's money. And listen, we've all got that, hey, it's, you know, hey, it's better than nothing type of talk, you know, when it comes to working. I mean, it, it, all this dynamic is so good. And, you know, I brought up, uh, like, clerks and stuff like that because Marshall works at a video store. And this is where I get all the Randall vibes and the stuff from Clerks because, like, when he's interacting with customers to, like, pick videos, like, he's so antagonistic. And you can tell, like, a lot of the guests don't like him. <laughs> and, and it's actually kind of cool. Like, I worked at a video store. I know how this goes. Like, you get so much crap dealing with guests who don't know what to pick. And they always pick the same thing and this and that. And you try and suggest them something new. And they don't, like, they just want to stick to the same stuff all the time. It's exhausting. But it's a fun job. And it, let's face it, it's a fun job. I mean, it's chill. Like, you know, you get to watch movies. And then you get to watch as much movies. And then you become this encyclopedia of movies. Which is why I make so many 80s and 90s pop culture references and movie references whenever I do, like, reviews of stuff. Because it's a still my brain. I've watched a lot of freaking movies. I really have. Um, so... This dynamic between Radiant Black and Radiant Red, what works about this, besides the amazing artwork, mind you, and color work on it, the colorists killed it with Radiant Black. I mean, all of them, actually, like the color, like they even brought in guest colorists for some of the later on issues that I'll talk about. Because um, this dynamic with Radiant Black, we, Radiant Black and Radiant Red has been so good because like Radiant Black, like Nathan is still learning everything. And now we have this mysterious red that he's trying to get information on why they're bad, why they're robbing banks. But also from that, we're like, hey, this is someone else who has powers. Like, I just got these. I don't know what I'm doing. So while all this great full panel fighting is happening, we get Nathan asking questions, which I'm just like, this is, you know, really cool. Because usually that's not the dynamic we get when we have two, you know, superpowered people fighting in other IPs. It's usually, oh, I'm going to stop you. You can't get away. I was like, oh, you can't defeat me. No, this is like, hey, uh, so what's his powers? And then uh, and, and one of my favorite things, I'm a sucker for, and this is to the artist's credit and Kyle's credit and with Rogue Son Ryan and Melissa. They, like, they all wrote Power Rangers. Some of my favorites artwork and writing they did were the the morphing pages the transform they did a full transformation page for nathan into radiant black and it is i if i could get an art piece of that and put on the wall i would it even says in my notes get an art piece of that and put on your wall <laughs> and i'm like 
Yeah, Mark, definitely. Um, so with all superhero stuff, like you got to pick out a name, right? And some of my favorite things were that, like, there's a page where Marshall's at work because you know movies. You work at a movie rental store. You got a lot of free time. I'm just saying, okay. Uh, he's come up with names, and there's like a little Easter egg where he put Power Ranger, and then he like crossed it out and said like uh, trademark issues or copyright or claim. And I was like, yep, that was a funny little Easter egg. And even you know, while Nathan's like learning all his powers, and he's like using social media to try and help people, and he goes to help a family who had a flat tire. And we find out he doesn't know how to change a flat tire. So he just uses his powers because he could fly and manipulate gravity to carry the car to the destination. I was like, that was fun. This is like showing his character that, like showing the flaws, but also the the lack of like just general knowledge. Like I like I I know how to change a tire. Like it's 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 fun, but it's also just showing he, you know, he one of the, the kid of the family was like, don't you have anything better? He's like, no, actually, I, I have nothing really else going on right now. It's like, and I thought that was really cool. Um, So we, through volume one, we don't get the full, like, information on what this radiant energy is from. There's an alien that talks to Nathan in his sleep. And this alien just keeps, you know warning him about this war and this threat that's coming and if he will kill him. So whatever this threat is, this alien's like, are you going to kill it? Are you going to kill this threat? We don't know what that is yet. Foreshadowing like that. Got to, got to plant those seeds early. Um, Volume one was just uh, the, the balance of the fighting in the story was so good. Like literally most of it, we was red, radiant red, and radiant black fighting, but all the fighting was just so insane. Uh, radiant red figures out who Nathan is. They're fighting all over the city. They're getting fl- flying through buildings. Just dish- lot of lot of a uh, lot of a uh, da- property damage. Honestly, if I'm gonna be real with you, a lot of property damage. And I was like, okay. And we we got one of my favorite things in Toku from comics, Toku-inspired comics to shows. We got a cracked helmet on Red. And I was like, yeah, cracked helmet. I love that because I'm a fan of that stuff. And we get this big, grandiose fight inside of a building. And the cool thing is we kind of see, even though Nathan is learning these powers, always self-doubting himself, the building starts coming down. And because he can do these energy blasts kind of pull and like pulse waves out of it to an extent, he pushes everyone and red out of the building as it collapses. So even during all this fight, he's saving everyone, even red. And at this point I was like, dude, they, they dropped the building on him. I was like, all right, what else can they do this guy? But we realize that he's actually going to die. And I was like, I was like, Kyle, you're going to kill the main character this early on? Like, I like Nathan, and you're going to kill him? I was like, this is this is not this is not necessary. And even Marshall runs over, and the ball, like the little gravity ball, I don't even know what it's called, the radiant ball. Oh, that sounds inappropriate. I'm just going to say the, the energy. The energy ball, I said ball again. Ah, that sounds bad. Energy ball is coming out of his chest, and even this alien voice asked Marshall, will he do everything necessary to save the world and take his life. 
And Marshall even says, as long as you get me to red, I want to kill red. I'll get me to, I want to destroy it. You give me the power to kill red and I will do whatever you want. Yes. And I'm like, oof. And now Marshall actually has the mantle of radiant black. And I love this because when you, we've gotten this quirky, you know, Marshall this whole time. Now we're getting this angry, like revenge fueled freaking Marshall. And the good thing is Nathan didn't die. Like he he's gets rushed to the 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 hospital, but man, we like the depth to Marshall though. Like we find out, you know, Nathan's now got hooked up to machines keeping him alive, and this is descending Marshall, and we get him just going after Red. He finds Red, but the thing about Red is you start to kind of feel like sympathetic because Red's you know talking like this is what I wanted, you know, being very you know, sorry, like just wanted to scare uh, Nathan, this, that, but Marshall's just so angry and the panels of this fighting. And it's kind of cool. Cause like the, you get like, even though it's still radiant black, it's a different, you know, person in the suit and the powers, but the dialogue is feels so different. The dynamic, like now we're seeing red kind of like not so imposing. Cause Marshall is just wrecking shit. And, the artwork, the rage and fuel, the rage fueled dialogue with it, just chef's kiss, perfect, Mwah, delicious. And we find out some more about the powers and the difference. So red can actually absorb the material around them and kind of use it to get their powers. And since Marshall, being the count, the, the nerd of this, you know, he's the one coming up with names and learning the power. Like he already knew this, and since he could fly. He takes Red up in the air. Because if you're in the air, there's nothing around you to absorb. And they continue fighting. And one of the things that really set the difference between Marshall and Nathan when they're Radiant Black is Marshall was ready to kill Radiant Red. To the point where he yells, die, while shooting a blast at Red. And it does so much. It actually starts breaking off the suit. And it's revealed that Radiant Red is a female. And I'm like, okay, we're about to get some good expeditions, some dialogue. Like, this is where, like, how, now that Marvel knows this is just, and you could see the fear on her face and this and that, and she's scared. What's the dynamic? And right before that, we have two more <laughs> Radiants introduced with yellow and pink. And they come out of a portal, and they just say, they just warn them that something is coming that can counteract their powers. And that was it for Volume 1. And I was like... What the cinnamon toast fuck? Like, volume one gave us so much stuff. And I was like, we're already getting two more color radiance? I was like, okay, I'm here for this. This, like, the universe being set up, these multiple characters, is very good. And I, like, thoroughly, I just loved it. It was such a good freaking volume. I tell everyone, like, read this volume, and if you aren't, enjoying it and you aren't hooked i i don't know what to tell you it's actually it's really good and volume two i enjoyed um but volume one from a origin story beginning there's so much stuff hooking me in and volume two is now kind of like ironing out giving us some more character like the aftermath of a lot of stuff but also setting up what this threat is and everything else. And that's when I was like, all right, like 
Yeah. And it's tough for me. It's going to be tough for me. I have my notes for volume two. It's going to be tough for me to talk about volume two, knowing what I know from everything else that's been going on in the comic. Cause volume one is issue one through five, one through six. Yeah. One through six. Volume two is seven through 12. And I'm going to tell you right now, or is it 11? I don't know. All I know is issue 10. If you want to see crazy artwork, crazy coloring, issue 10 is insane. I will get to that while I'm talking through it. Uh, so, we now, with volume 2, we now have our 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 bad guy who is coming, showing up. It's uh, 001. And everything about this fight. Everything about this fighting is that, like, the colors, the art, full art panels, so good. Like, he is wrecking shop on all of them, and I'm just like, damn. But we find out because Pink can do portals, they go through a portal, and they escape to Tokyo. And you would think with a villain coming up and just starting beating the crap out of everyone, like, that would be the main thing you'd be focused on. But Marshall's just like, nope, I'm not done with you, Red. Like, and... He's just like, I don't care about this. Like, no, we we are settling. Like, Marshall's so one, like, one way, like, tunnel vision on Red needs to pay for what she did to Nathan. And we're going to have our radiant yellow just be like, hey, that was out of time. Uh, you know, there's a threat, you know. And uh, so the warrior finds them. I don't know how, because, like, we learn more about his powers. Like, he can, you know, kind of sense them. Like, I don't, like, I don't it's, it's, it's crazy, honestly, uh, in a good way. And this, oh, zero, zero one. I'm going to say the warrior, honestly, finally shows up. He gives them these cryptic messages about the world's ending. Like, he's just crazy. They're fighting all over the place. They teleport away. They're separated. We have red and yellow together, pink and black together. And, like... The warrior's literally fighting yellow and red and just like going ham, stabs red. I was like, what? You're like, are we going to get another person pseudo killed? But, you know, red can absorb material around them to kind of like heal up and, you know, get more powerful. Um, but everything about these fighting, everything is just ridiculous. And we get a little more like Marshall and uh, Radiant Pink, you know, interacting with each other because they end up going through a portal nap in Russia. And. You know, it's like I kind of dig Marshall as a character because there's definitely more than the surface level like jokes and there's definitely more than just his anger towards Red. There's definitely something there and we get that eventually, but I like how it was a slow burn with his character and it wasn't something that just, you know, okay, here's every characteristic of him. Now, you know, the character like time you get to issue 10 that's when you're just like, shit, Marshall, they're, that, the character, like, everything going on, like, that is great writing of a character, 100%. And uh, I, they, they end up all meeting up again, and we learn something else that Marshall can do as a robot hand comes out of his chest and grabs the warrior and absorbs it inside of him him it like pulls him into like the radiant energy thing and even they're like what was all that and he's like did you not just see a robot hand just came out of my chest and just pulled him in like and i was just like that is uh yeah and then 
because uh, this was around, I believe, issue eight, my notes say, and there's a cliffhanger for that. So reading the comic month to month, this is what like really got to me. And I was like, man, I can't wait for issue nine is we an alien like pod thing is on earth and these like mercenary people find it and they open it up and it has like tech and all these weapons and then it just like ends and i'm like but what what is going on like this is crazy and we learn a little bit more of that in volume two not fully fleshed out but a little bit um there's this whole so i'm talking about i'm gonna talk about nathan nathan is in a coma and you know marshall try to figure out what to do this and that. So, you know, he's kind of in a funk and they do these multiple, like, I guess panels where it's different days where he's just sitting on his steps, eating a bowl of cereal and these high schoolers walk by school and like the teenagers heckle him and man, he's hitting him with mom jokes, this and that. And I enjoy, like, we're still getting like the one liners and the humor from Marshall at the same time, seeing this, like, the sadness from him because he's still he's visiting Nathan every day in the hospital, telling him things that are going on as well as for planning when Nathan wakes up. And, you know, this is another thing where it's like, OK, this there's so much character growth and development and revelations for how Marshall is as a, a character. And I love that. Also, there's a cowl reference. For those of you who don't know, in 2014 in Image Comics, uh, Kyle Higgins wrote a comic called Cowl, which stood for Chicago Organized Workers League. Um, it was kind of like a noir-style 60s-esque comic where it was about uh, if superheroes were in a union organization. And so in a way, they're kind of retconning Cowl to be in the Massiverse. So if you haven't already, go pick up... Uh, I believe Cowl has two volumes. You should check it out because... I remember Cowl in 2014 because uh, I was a big Image comic fan for a really long time, especially when I was like really deep into the Walking Dead comics and everything else. And so now I don't. I only have a few like the actual issues because uh, then when I moved, I didn't. I stopped pulling comics for like two years when I was moving. Um, so I'm going to have to pick up the trades. I have them digitally, but I definitely want to get physical copies of those trades to add to the collection. But yeah, I thought that was really cool because he even mentioned that, hey, Cowell's getting a 4K HDR remaster and for the 15th, I think it was like the 15th anniversary. And I was like doing math in my head. I'm like, well, that's 2019. I was like, okay. I was like, I, I, I dig that. And so I thought that was really cool. Some of the, but all right, Marshall, 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 we got to go back to the humor really quick. Cause I'm like jumbled because the cowl thing, like kind of like caught me off guard. So it's time for the Marshall greatest hits of insults to teenagers because they do, like I said, they did multiple pages of where they were walking by heckling him and he would hit him with one on his back. So I'm going to rank them. I'm going to grade them on a scale of 1 to 10. First up, uh, you know, kid talk shit. His reply was, "Say says the virgin graduating into a false economy. And I was like, ooh. I was like, I would give that an 8 out of 10. Because, you know. <laughs> I was like, you went for the false economy. And I was like, yeah, kid thinks he's going to. All right. 
then next up we have sorry couldn't hear you over the sound of everyone skipping your instagram stories and i was like all right that's funny but i'm gonna give that a i'm gonna give that like a 6.5 to 7 out of 10 but then this is my this, this is a good one uh, a little rebuttal he says oh hey there's a new tiktok challenge you should check out it's called go fuck yourself and i was like 12 out of 10 top tier insult marshall is the goat at insulting teenagers and it was actually pretty funny um so i talked about the funny but i gotta talk about like the next arc of like the issue nine into issue issue 10 like the end of nine into 10 and into the uh, the beginning of 11 because this is like this is like deep this is when we get the, the the revelations the deepness into the psyche and the character of marshall because they're ready to take nathan off of life support and marshall's caught off guard he also doesn't accept it. He even says no. He's like, "There's got to. He's still alive. There's got to be a way to save him. There's definitely he's still alive." And the mom's getting upset. He runs off and he's like yelling at the radio because this whole time the radio energy's not really talking to him. He's yelling at it. He's like, "Answer me! I could save him. Come on!" He's not saying anything. He's like, "Fine, I'll just get hit by this train because I know if something happens to me, that's gonna affect you too." And finally, the alien brings him into. Uh, inside the energy and, and uh, we're going to call this existence because he literally says welcome to existence It's it, welcome to existence and the truth in the, is in the existence is a constant in this this is some of the best artwork and coloring I've ever seen in issue 10 which is why I brought it up earlier Marcelo Costa, Costa is such a great artist and the guest artist for this issue is Sabrina Del Grasso. Dude, the coloring knocked it out of the park. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, I got to look this person up. I got to see more of their coloring. I got to see their arcs. This was a, the whole, it just amazing. And the coloring and everything else was just so good. And this whole entire time, you know, being inside the existence is Marshall coming to terms with the truth. You want to save Nathan. You have to come to the truth. Why are you here? What are you hoping to do? Why are you here over and over again? You know, and we find out after constantly being confronted, even like there's, you know, Nathan, like projected characters talking about, but he would constantly attack them. And even zero zero one was like his guide in it. And he was like, what are you doing? Like you should like, this whole existence, everything in here is living, so it's going to react. But eventually, he makes it to the end. And he's talking to a big projection. And the entities are, you know, asking him constantly, like, you keep saying to save your friend, but why? And eventually, and he's like, because he's my friend, because I love him. Like, why? Why are you doing this over and over again? And they're like, the truth is in the existence, you know, the existence is truth, like, over and over again, like, and eventually he breaks down, and he says, because he's nothing, because he's done nothing, and Nathan deserves the power, and he hates Nathan because of what he is, and what he is not, and I was like, damn, you know, he says he's not doing anything, Nathan got out, he left, he got out, 
he left me. He left fam- He's he had goals. He he was he was actually trying to do things. Whereas Marshall's just not trying. He's not doing anything. And I was like, fuck. And then we got Nathan, the projection showing up. He's like, that's not true. You know, they hug, and then they get out because Marshall finally said the truth. And I was like, shit, son of a bitch. This is the this comic went deep for a hero comic that's still only into volume two. This is issue ten, and so Nathan's awake. Nathan's alive. Uh, Marshall ends up back in his apartment when he teleports out of it. But we find out it's been six freaking weeks because it was pointed out in the beginning. Time works differently in the existence, and I was like, oh, all right. So this time we find out Marshall lost his job. Uh, everyone thought he offed himself because they found beer and pills just laying in his apartment. The mother is not, like a lot of people aren't talking about. Everyone's mad at him, but Nathan, because Nathan knows he saved him, and even they talked about it. But everyone's mad because he basically they thought something. They thought the worst. He scared them all, but they're all kind of like standoffish towards him now because he was gone for six weeks. Like he lost his job, everything else, and then we find out. Uh, we get some more Radiant Pink because Pink offers him a job because she's a streamer and we and she's like, hey, I want to you know live stream you come with me. She live stream while she's fighting crime and stuff, and we want to go help hunt down the Doppler, which is a supersonic villain. And uh, you know, we find out that Doppler is actually someone who knows Marshall. It's someone that you know one of the professors from college. And they are working with people who actually have some of the alien tech. And she's just robbing things. And I don't want to go... Like I said, like some of the villain stuff, I don't want to get too deep into a lot of stuff with spoilers. I'm just trying to do it overview. Um, By the end of Volume 2, though, we get the origin story for Radiant Pink. So we get some flashbacks, which I think is great. Because Radiant Pink is a very intriguing character. I think... Because so many stuff is isolated where you can read the comics on their own, I think there's a lot of people who are the content creators, streamers, is that who would actually really dig Radiant Pink. Um, you know, because she's a live streamer. She was uh, her order story was she was starting a subathon. Her cat jumped up, broke her mic. She goes to this Best Buy type place to get a new one, but it, it, they they're all out. They, it, even the guys just like, yeah, everyone wants to be a streamer, so we have no streaming mer- like equipment anymore. And it's like, that is true. That is a thing that's been happening. Um, and, you know, the guy's like, hey, I can fix it. Be going to come back later on tonight. You know, maybe Pink goes to surprise her girlfriend. They're like, let's take lunch, even though it's 10 o'clock. And, you know, they kind of get in an argument because, you know, and I've been in these type of situations before. She's on her phone on social media. The girlfriend's just like, you dro- took me away from my studies, away from me in college to spend time with me, but you care about your phone. And then she both lied. At least what I do is important. And that, you know, the girlfriend, not the streamer. And that kind of set her off. Because it's kind of like, you know, downplaying what she does for a career, you know, for a living. And we find out that, um, you know, she goes to get her mic fixed. And the guy, you know, the guy's like, all right, we'll go over here. But it's too early. Let's go get donuts. And he brings her to an abandoned place. He's like, and there's a radiant pink energy. And it turns out that he has the radiant yellow energy and that he basically, you know, gave her that power. And 
we get some more backstory to their powers because pink, as we know, could do portals. Red could absorb energy. Black can um, control gravity. Sorry. And yellow can see the future. And you now, sadly, Pink's girlfriend breaks up with her because she shows up in her suit. She's like, look at powers. And she's like, no, this isn't going to work. And yeah, I think volume one and two, really good. Really good. I think the, the, the Massiverse setup has been like, and this is just the Radiant stuff, okay? Like, when we get into Rogue Sun, who's an anti-hero, like, and like that side of stuff, I'm really excited to go over that. Um, especially Inferno Girl Red. That's another one I'm looking forward to going over with you guys. I think I'm going to do... I'm going to do Volume 1 of Rogue Sun next, honestly. Um, that's going to be not this week, coming up the following week. And because I got the Power Ranger once and always, that's going to be the big uh, episode for next week. But yeah, if you haven't already... Ooh, sorry, I hit the mic. I've been doing that a lot lately. If you haven't already, go check out uh, Radiant Black, Volume 1 and 2. Check out some other ones. Like, I know the Dead Lucky, I believe Volume 1 is coming, is out now. Uh, Inferno Girl Red just ended. That's getting a trade soon, another month or so. Rogue Sun has Volume 1 out. Volume 2 is up for pre-order. The Dead Lucky, Volume 2, I believe, is already up for pre-order also. Rogue Sun has three, or no, Radiant Black has three volumes out now. Volume 4, I believe, is up for pre-order as well. If you haven't already, go to your local comic book store, go to Barnes & Noble, go on Amazon, go where you can, pick them up. Uh, they do have their website, Black Market Narrative. They have a lot of cool merch. I do plan on buying some at some point. I just, they, they, they actually have merch revolving around the issues that are being released, and they're only available when that issue comes out, and then they're gone. And I've missed some good ones. I need to, you know, uh, so I need to pay attention more to that freaking website. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has been Into the Massiverse Part 2. I thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, big shout out to Image and Kyle Higgins for the No One Number One. All the covers. Um, still losing my shit internally about that. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't already, the podcast is available on all podcast listening platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. If you haven't already, please check it out on Spotify and give it a follow over there uh, because I host through Mixer and Mixer... Spotify owns Mixer now, or not Mixer, Anchor FM. So I was talking about streaming stuff earlier with a friend, and I'm still hung up on the Mixer stuff from two years ago. Uh, so yeah, if you already go check out the podcast on Anchor because Spotify now owns Anchor, and that's why I host it. So I get more analytics in there, and I can do more interactions with everyone uh, with polls and questions and Q&As and stuff like that. So check out the podcast Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, please. I am so close to a thousand subscribers. It's amazing. Um, you can follow me on all social media as a nerd named Mark. And also for the merch line, check out onlyhensions.com. Um, a lot of good feedback. If you, if you go on my Twitter, you can see, I've been retweeting the photos of everyone who's been got, got their merch in check it out for yourself i'm very happy with the quality and the feedback so far and i'm already planning wave two so i'm really excited to get that going uh but that being said this has been episode 144 of a nerd named mark podcast my name is mark and i'm a nerd